Dr. Marlene. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, and it's just a delight to get to talk about things that really matter with people who are paying attention. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doc. Now, we've been uh, kicking around between the two of us uh, this critical theory uh, the change or the distortion of linguistics. Uh, Doc, make it clear to us what this critical theory that you uh, have written about uh, is, is all about. Talk to us. Okay, so critical theory is just a fancy word for looking around the world and seeing what's wrong with it. And you know you get more of what you talk about and you become what you think about. So if you spend all day long thinking about and looking for what's wrong with things, what do you think you're going to see? But you're going to see what's wrong. And critical theory is a very fancy uh, word. You know, philosophers love to give these fancy words. But when you take their fancy ideas and put them into plain English and look at them, you have to go, why would anybody want to believe that? And critical theory is destructive. It leads to nothing but uh, chaos, heartbreak, destruction. I just can't say the word destruction enough. That's what I really want people to remember. And it is sweeping our nation through the protests, through education, through all kinds of, it's just, it's permeated our general uh, culture in a way you would never have expected. Doc, uh, the destruction, and let's do uh, bring it to the fore a little bit more before we uh, expand our conversation. Is the destruction that comes from this critical theory of making sure uh, the idea that all is bad and gloom and doom is upon us, is that what is leading uh, us now to um, the destruction we're seeing in the streets? That's what's happening in Seattle. Tell us what we're seeing. Okay, now there's this thing called the dialectic process, and that's basically the steps by which someone is moved from a belief in absolute truth to a belief in relativism. And the first step of that is identifying areas of discontent. And you know, if people are living where they have the most opportunity and the most wealth of anywhere in the world, then they have to be told over and over and over again how terrible their lives are, how bad everything is, and they have to be fed a constant diet of discontent. Wow. And then from, yes, okay. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Uh, you know, it seems as though the common sense of the human being, the individual who has liberty, who has his own personal freedom, that's the way God set us up, you would think that he would be able to look around the world or around him and realize that you, you are in a, a very fortunate place. What has numbed us as Americans to our advantage and to our exceptionalism, our, our exceptional uh, person, that we, the people that we are? What has numbed us to that? Talk to us about that, Don. Okay, so our education system changed in the 1950s dramatically. It was already being set up before that. And then we were only, our history was rewritten to only focus on what's wrong. And then this rewriting of the history did not teach us the value of liberty. And why would you preserve something if you do not understand its value? 
So why we're called Why Liberty Matters is because liberty really matters. And I ask people all the time, without liberty, what would you do? And so this critical theory takes away people's essential liberty. And in the process, it makes a promise or many promises it can never fulfill. It will never solve whatever problems it purports to solve. Yeah. Doc, then what is the remedy to this? And, and I want you to, before we, we, we talk about that, tell folks how to get a hold of your work and how to engage with why liberty matters. Talk to us about that, and then we'll carry on. Okay. So you go to why, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com, and you put your first name and email in the lower right-hand corner. And then that will send you an email, and you have to respond to that and say, yes, I really did mean to talk to these people. And then you'll get a welcome, and then you'll find out about our Wednesday night webinars. And we have just been talking about all these things on Wednesday nights. Last week, we talked about promoting Marxism in the name of equality. And we're going to be talking about critical theory. And we teach in a principled way how to not only understand these ideas, but how to explain them to other people. So it's an exciting group of folks, and they're mostly leaders of leaders. And uh, we say that there's more fun in ideas than you can ever have anywhere else. And that's the shame of what's happened to our college campuses, because that is where we once went to share and experience ideas, differing views, however it's become tunnel vision. Doc, let me ask you this then. When did the Marxists, if they have, take over our uh, educational system? And did it start in the universities or did it uh, bring itself to us in our elementary system? Or was it a combination? Talk to us about where this came from or what's happened here. Okay, so in the early uh, 1900s, really in the about 1930, uh, a group of people came to the States from Germany called the Frankfurt School. And that's just a fancy word for a group of Marxists. They were really communist professors who, with the help of John Dewey, fled Germany and came to the States, and they were distributed strategically at colleges of education, especially at Columbia. Then they trained a generation of teachers who went out to train, and I mean, teachers did this unwittingly. I mean, teachers are altruistic and loving people who just want to make the world a better place. But they were trained, and then Benjamin Bloom came forward from there, popularized a lot of methodology that is Marxist methodology. So the two key questions that I want our listeners to pay attention to is whenever you're asked, what do you think and how does that make you feel? I don't care if it's the quote-unquote best Christian curriculum or homeschool curriculum or whatever. If it's done with that methodology that says how, what do you think and how does that make you feel, that's a Marxist technique to raise your brain and your thinking to elevate your thinking that you become the arbiter or the determiner of what is true and what is not. And does it cause you then to dismiss principles that are beyond what you think and what you feel? Is that the key to controlling that or controlling people? Because you you then dismiss 
things around you and everything becomes relative to you. Is that is that is that the method uh, that, that that's used <laughs> yes. there, Doc? Yes, and uh, and you're hitting on something very important here, and I want people to really pay attention because these are two worldviews that cannot be reconciled. There's the folks, and liberation theology is based on the idea that uh, there's a different set of rules for different people, and they ignore the immutable, what I call the immutable laws of the universe. And see, to me, life is very simple. You learn what these immutable laws of the universe are, you get yourself in line with them, you let the blessing flow, and it's just wonderful. So why would somebody want to build their whole life philosophy and ideas on a false premise and the false premise of critical theory uh, of um, all of these of liberation theology of all of these different kinds of uh, revolutionary redistributive plans are all based on the idea that there's one set of rules that apply to some people and there's another set of rules that apply to others Doc, when I think about uh, your work and what you do uh, it's very important for us to get maybe a historical perspective of why you started uh, the webinar, uh, Why Liberty Matters. You know, I've had you on many times, but I don't believe I've ever asked you this question. And I think uh, I want you to share with us, what was the genesis of Why Liberty Matters? Why did Dr. Marlene McMillan do this? Talk to us. Okay, okay I'll give you the real quick overview here. I was born for this. This is part of my kingdom purpose. My family history goes back all the way to Magna Carta where one of our uh, relatives was standing there with a sword taller than himself saying, King John, you really do want to sign this document today, don't you? Um, And moving forward, my uh, five-great-grandfather was the first minister west of the Alleghenies, and he founded churches and schools and taught a biblical methodology of of, uh, education, and those institutions are still standing today. And I was raised with the understanding that I'm not here to live for myself. I am here to pass on. I am a torchbearer of liberty, and I'm to pass that torch of liberty just like a relay race is won or lost in the passing of the baton. Liberty is won or lost in every generation. And, folks, if we do not have an awakening, if we do not have people who step up to the plate and learn what liberty is, you may not want to use it in the same way that I do or other people do. But liberty is indivisible, and we either stand for liberty together or we all become slaves at the same time. Wow, Doc, that's deep. The great charter, uh, her, her bloodline. Talk about being in the DNA. I mean, I mean, that's in the DNA right there, Doc. And thank you so much for that. That helps us all understand exactly where Dr. Marlene McMillan is coming from and Truer words have not been spoken. Doc, you were born for this. And uh, so thank you for sharing your gift. So many people don't. Uh, They have it, but they don't share it. And I see how you're being a blessing and you are being blessed by sharing and letting your light shine. Dr. Marlene, uh, when we look then at uh, the teachers who are coming out of um, our educational systems to teach, are they aware that they have been indoctrinated that way, even those who come from Christian backgrounds. Um, are they aware of what's going on? 
Uh, very few are. There's a little bit of awakening, but at the same time, you have some of the organizations that are training Christian teachers who are falling in line with this dialectic process and just taking it to the next step. And so the blindness is very real. But truth lovers will uh, respond to truth. And what I do is it's like uh, we ring the dinner bell. You know, every farm used to have a dinner bell, and each dinner bell had its own sound. And when the dinner bell rang, the people who knew that that was their meal would go to that bell. And so we ring the liberty bell, and the people who are truth lovers, no matter what they've been exposed to. I mean, I was exposed to those, uh, to Bloomian thinking, Benjamin Bloom, and all of his taxonomy and all, and I have whole classes and articles and everything that explain that. But I was exposed to that in college, but I knew enough of the Word of God to not get totally caught into it. But it took me 20 years, and I wrote a book as a response to that called Mountains of Deceit, How the Dialectic Process Has Infected Our Culture. And so what we have now is a wonderful opportunity because we have people starting to homeschool that would never have done so before. We have folks taking responsibility in new ways. And, you know, the lie, eventually the lie is pushed too far and people wake up and go, oh, I don't really want to live as a slave. I don't really want to live, you know, like look around the world at the consequences of where Marxism and communism have come. It's nothing but death and destruction in the millions of people. Why would we invite that to ourselves? Why would we do that? Why would we why would we invite that on to ourselves and Americans look around you? We are inviting that on to ourselves. You know, Doc, when we come back, please stay with me through uh, the break. Um, Dr. Marlene McMillan, uh, Why Liberty Matters. She is the president, co-founder and the founder, president and founder of Why Liberty Matters. And she has this. In, in intriguing piece uh, called uh, Critical Theory that she's sharing with us uh, today. And I want to ask her uh, when we come back from the break a question that Pontius Pilate actually asked of Christ when he was brought before him. We've uh, heard her say truth tellers will uh, want to hear truth. And we want to ask that question that's age old. What is truth? in an age of relativity uh, from Dr. Marlene McMillan. And she, uh, on this show, every time she comes on, uh, friends, you better believe, I want her to reintroduce you to her uh, idea and her, her thought process on definitions and destinations. Uh, it has been one that's been very helpful to me. Her book, Mountains of Deceit, is one that I encourage all of you to get. And she'll tell us more about that when she returns with us right here on the C.L. Bryant Show with uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. She is my special guest here today. So stay there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to return with more of the show. And, um, hey, look, I want to thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become. And I want to, of course... Uh, thank our good friends uh, who replay the show in terrestrial stations across the nation as well. And uh, I want to uh, give a great shout-out to our friends there at Loving Liberty up in Utah uh, who uh, have the show on, our good friend 
uh, friends there. And uh, Kathy Smith is doing a yeoman's work uh, with that uh, constitutional hall that she has with their fantastic place. And uh, soon be up there. I'll be up there real soon with my good friends in Utah working on getting um, uh, Senator Mike Lee to come up there with me. And uh, that's his state, so I'll be in his, I'll be in his place there. And so you um, be sure to uh, stay tuned more with Dr. Marlene McMillan, and uh, she's going to give her website and her contacts out so that you can um, become a part of um, sitting at her feet as so many of us do. Uh, because uh, she, she said, and I really do believe it because she's an absolutely epitome of persons born to do this type of thing. And uh, she's letting her light shine, and we're certainly grateful for that. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll return with more of the CL Bryant Show, Dr. Marlene McMillan, my special guest today. Don't you go anywhere. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. S.A., and I'm so glad that all of you are able to come along with us uh, today as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I have a truth teller on the line with me, and uh, and she sees it, she calls it the way she sees it, that's the truth, you know, and, and, and you know, that's the truth, according to the immutable, I love the way she's, she uh, puts that, the immutable laws of, of uh, the universe. We're all, we're all governed by it. And, and uh, if we act contrary to that, and we see a lot of that, uh, then you receive uh, the recompense of our folly. That's, uh, that's biblical. That's, I, don't, I don't care how you look at it, the way, the way the Lord looks at it, the way God looks at it. And so I have on with us uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, a friend of the show, friend of mine. And Marlene, we've got to get together uh, real soon and just uh, do something together, team up and do something together. I'd love that. Um, let me ask you this. Pontius Pilate once asked this of uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Dr. Marlene, and I both unabashedly, unashamedly Christians. What is truth? And in this age of relativity, uh, that is still a question that many young people are asking, and many people, many people, period, 
are asking. What's the answer to that question in modern-day America 2020? Talk to us. Okay, well, Pontius Pilate was standing there, and he was looking at truth, because truth is a person, and he can be known. Amen. So when you look at this, then, like, I wrote a book called Five Pillars of Liberty, and the first one is truth, because there's no use going further if we cannot agree that truth exists, and we cannot agree that truth is objective, and that it can be determined if then everything is relative and there's no way to have a discussion from there because when everything's relative there's no cause to effect and see with a biblical frame where you think from principle then you can predict the consequences of ideas so we can look at critical theory and critical race theory and see that those Marxist ideas will lead to nothing but destruction. And we have the historical proof of the millions of people that have been slaughtered at the hands of these ideas, uh, whether it be uh, uh, Chairman Mao in communist uh, China or it be even now in North Korea, but in the past even worse. Uh, we, you can go, look around the world. So history had to be rewritten. That's what Howard Zinn's all about, is rewriting history and getting people to care more about how they feel about what they think maybe happened and instead of learning what actually happened. And all of this moves somebody from their moorings. It gives them an unstable and hopeless future and then allows a new set of standards to be put in place. Then, Doc, is that why the use of race card, is that why it's such an effective tool? Because it makes you triggers a certain emotion that may not be quite rational. Is that is that is that what we're seeing being manipulated and used by uh, so-called progressives? Yes, and in the dialectic process, one of the first things that's done to a person, and this is cruel, folks. This is, and almost all of us have been processed at some level, and even just living in our culture. We're exposed to this constant questioning of authority, this constant consensus, this constant relativism. And what it does when, when a young person is programmed in this way, then when someone speaks in what we call an is and not language, in other words, it's true or it's not, it's right or it's wrong, it's good or it's bad, they have been programmed like they have a button within them, like they're a little machine, and when they hear that is and not language, the off button is hit automatically, and they don't hear one more thing. So that's called didactic, and there's if you look it up, one of the, my favorite quotes, um, some sad quotes about this whole concept, didactic is what teaching and preaching and explaining, what older people are supposed to explain how the world works to younger people and save them from making all their own mistakes. And there's this little gal on the Internet who says, well, I hate anything didactic. If it's didactic, I just turn it off. Wow. And that means she cannot be taught. Doc, can we then trust anyone who define themselves as a relativist? I mean, because they're standing on shifting sand all the time. How is it possible to even trust the Democrats or anyone 
who might, or a Republican for that matter, who might uh, uh, consider themselves a, a relativist or a globalist as far as that's concerned. Talk to us about that. Okay. So there's, uh, there's actual ideas that lead to liberty. In fact, there's ideas and methods that lead to liberty because people who live in liberty think differently than people who live in bondage. So then there's a different set of ideas and methodology that leads to bondage and tyranny. And so relativism always will have the consequences of bondage and tyranny. It might have different names. Some people might call it socialism, which is just a nice word for communism. And they might not want to admit that communism is really a form of slavery. But in the end, anything that, if you notice, uh, you can tell what's going on whenever, no, it doesn't matter what the question is, more centralization and less individual liberty is the answer. So Marxism is always the answer, no matter what the question is. And as that continues, then people are programmed to not think that they might be able to solve the problem themselves, that they might, that there might be other solutions that are available. There's more choices available. It's like uh, being given 50 shades of tyranny and being told, oh, you have all these choices. But wow. you're not given a real choice of liberty. Let me ask you this, Doc, Ben. When we look at uh, the Bernie Sanders of the world, did he actually usher in something? Was he there? Are there role players? I guess I'm asking that do in fact are you that are in fact used to usher in certain ideas? Because when we look at the type of spending that our government is engaged in right now, Bernie could not, in his wildest dream, have spent that much money. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it just it's just no way. And and so what? Do characters like him and Ocasio-Cortez, are they ushers? Talk to us. Okay, so all of us have this sin nature that would like to have something for nothing. It takes real character, to, and it takes longer to build. It's called deferred gratification. So you have to look at this and go, uh, you know, the capitalists are considered or criticized for being greedy, in quotes. So we then we have to ask, well, who's more greedy? The person who wants to work for 40 years and build a business and defer their gratification until they, you know, they can afford to buy whatever they want to buy versus the person who wants to lay on the couch and then have the government, by mandate, take it from the person who did the work. So this appeal to our desire to get something for nothing is a lot of it. And we all have to look at that and go, where have I been guilty in participating in this? Where have I wanted something for nothing? So a well, nation, anybody can destroy that few people can build. Many, Anyone can destroy, but few people can build. Then, Dr. McMillan, when we think about the definitions that are surely being changed, uh, then what type of destination, where, do, where is the change in definition leading us to? Is it purposeful? Is it by design? Talk to us about it. Okay, so social engineers 
use language to change culture. And when this social engineering is going on, engineering doesn't just happen, it's planned. And when it's going on, this redefinition is to lead us to a predetermined conclusion and make us think we thought of it ourselves. Okay, so we don't know we're being programmed while we're being programmed. Every definition has a destination. And in the current situation, the critical theorists who are bringing Marxism into our nation, and they're unashamed about their Marxism, they have said that their goal is to reconfigure the family, sexuality, and education. And they're doing a very good job of redefining those things. And folks, this dialectic process is what Satan did to Eve in the garden. It is, it is a planned formula. It works over and over and over again. And if we have an awakening to see the magic trick, it's a sleight of mind. It's not a sleight of hand. It's a sleight of mind. And once you know what the magician did for the trick, it's no fun anymore. And it's time for people to awaken to the sleight of mind that's being put upon us by definition. Wow, there is a sleight of mind not a sleight of hand, you know, where the guy, the, the, the hand is quicker than the eye, that type of thing. It is a sleight of mind. Doc, then there are people who must be somewhere studying the type of behavior and reaction of human beings. Satan, that old serpent, obviously studied Eve uh, in that fashion. Are there still those type people who actually make a very good living doing that? I don't think most Americans understand just how... Uh, extensive and uh, uh, developed this type of uh, effect on America has been. Talk to us about that. Is there, is there such a mechanism? Yes, and in modern, in the 1900s, it started, uh, a man named Bernays was very popular. You can still read his book on propaganda. He is the founder of what uh, would be called public relations. Some of these things about persuasion and influence are not evil in and of themselves, okay? And now there's a whole science of persuasion and influence, and I understand that world very well. Because in order to understand the dialectic, you do have to be exposed to some of these things. Absolutely. The, Go yes, ahead. Continue, yes. continue, Doc. Continue with your thoughts. Okay. So, so the point is, though, now we're all used to being sold. We're used to being messaged. We actually have a part of us within our very being that's been awakened to having somebody else tell us what we're supposed to think. This group think mentality where instead of us knowing our own mind and making our decisions in an independent way, we have been conditioned through this group think. And children are put into these groups all the time where they can't make an independent decision and they look around the circle. It's called the circle process and it's coming into our churches full, I mean, you would not believe all the places that I'm seeing this because I know the language and I know the method. And it's even in our evangelical churches and it's now coming into the think tanks and the uh, supposedly conservative organizations that are to teach about biblical worldview. That's how far we are. Wow. And so we have even in our church curriculums, this idea that it's best to look around the circle to get the general approval 
of the group before you make your independent thought decision. That is, my friends, the beginning of the end of independent freedom, of your freedom, of your liberty. This is what uh, Dr. Marlene has dedicated herself to doing is sharing with all of us. This global, this why not, this is uh, why Liberty Matters is a global webinar. And so uh, you need to be, I'm telling you, you need to be a part of it. Doc, uh, give us how to become a part of Why Liberty Matters. Okay, so you go to Why, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. Put in your first name and email in the lower right-hand corner, and then you'll get an email back that says, do you really mean to talk to these people? And you say yes, and then you get a welcome, and then you'll get a couple mailings a week that tell you about our webinar. You do have to sign up for the webinar ahead, so if you want to be on tonight, Tonight we're actually talking about critical theory, and I'm going to teach about what critical theory is and why should I care. You know, what difference does it make? And so it's going to be exciting. We have very neat people that tune in from all over the world. There's a Q&A time at the end, and it's just quite fun. Hey, folks, now is the time for you to understand the world around you. I am saying to you, from a Christian worldview, I have not been able to speak to, read, and get her book, Mountains of Deceit. It's really good. I have not been able to speak to anyone better than Dr. Marlene McMillan. I I really treasure your conversation. You know I treasure your friendship. Thank you so much for being on with us, Dr. God bless you, and God keep you is my prayer. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will. Because you are Dr. Marlene McMillan. Why Liberty Matters. I'll talk to you soon, friend.